Hello, and welcome to Inside the Mind of a podcast where I dive deeper into the minds of some of my favorite people and people who inspire me in the wrestling community. I am your hostess with the mostest, Katie Kinsey, baby. And join with me is my, basically my older brother, my big brother at this point. Uh, The guy I can go to about anything. He is the... (laughs) host of the number one podcast on Pornhub. He is the Warden. Uh, he, of course, is the host of Smackin' It Raw. This is Mr. Matt Ritter. How you doing? Can I talk now? Yes, you can talk now. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. You know. Number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. I don't know if we're number one overall, but wrestling-wise, number one. I mean, how many podcasts do you think are actually on Pornhub? Right now, I know of at least two. Wait, really? There's Creation World. Well, well, there's everything under Creation World. So there's Super Flashy Arrow and us. Technically, those are two separate podcasts. Okay. Whatever. I, I, I guess you're right. <laughs> I will say our videos have the most views, though. I think uh, we're at like four ninety nine with an episode that we did with Jizzy. Wow. Uh, like episode 207, so. Damn. We're in there. Okay. Yeah, your videos do numbers on Pornhub. I don't know what it is. I mean. Trust me, I don't either. I have no idea how more people want to watch us on Pornhub than YouTube, but it is what it is. <laughs> guess it's this face. It's, it's exactly, it's exactly that face. I guess you could sprinkle Vince in there, but it's, it's mainly mainly Matt. Uh, so, Smackin' It Raw. That was the first wrestling podcast I was a guest on. Do you remember that? It was. I do. You were super nervous. Yep. And I promised you not to make fun of you the first time you were on. True. And I held up to that promise. And then mm-hmm. every consecutive episode after that, you got a bunch of shit. Yep. Second episode I was on, I was Katie Vick. That is 100% true. <laughs> uh, it was right around Halloween. It seems suitable. I think that was the um, the draft y- you, me, and Travis did. It might have been. I think so. I think you were on another one before that, but I could be wrong. I was on a lot. <laughs> well, you're free a lot. That's true. Which is nice. You and Rika are always there when I need someone. Yeah. And as of as of when we're recording this, I'm on the latest episode of Smackin' Raw. That was episode two thirteen. Did we finally decide two thirteen? Yeah, yeah, it's two thirteen. Okay. There's a lot of discussion about what number it well, was. Well, I said two twelve, Vince said two fifteen, we were both wrong. I was closer, I win. That's usually how it goes. It's your show. Yeah. Over, not under. Yeah, it's like prices rate rules, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or under, not over. That's what it is. Yeah. I understand what you said. Or meant. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you want to talk to me about? So, I want to talk to you about a little bit of podcasting and then just some questions I have to get to know you more. Because, like, okay. we've, ta- we've talked a lot. Uh, we've been friends for, like, at least 10 months. At Roughly, least. Yeah. Um,. I know, like, your love for horror movies and stuff like that. Clearly, if you're watching the video, you can see that in his background. Uh, but I don't know, like, some specific things. And you, 
we'll dive a little deeper. You don't have to say everything. You can tell me to just fuck off if you don't want to answer anything. That's fine. Fair enough. I, I think I'm a fair person. Okay. All right. So we're just going to start podcasting. So how did you get your start in podcasting? Yeah, fuck off. I don't want to answer that. <laughs> no. Um, so basically... Uh, my best friend, one of my best friends, Travis, uh, one of my two best friends, Travis, uh, he started Creatia World, which at the time was Creatia Magazine, and he was podcasting. He was doing uh, Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow. He was doing the Creatia Conversation, uh, hashtag Them Thrones. He, he was doing these podcasts, and my other best friend, who I've known since I was three, John, um, who went to Columbia, which is a college out here. He went there for comedy writing and everything. They were working together along with Mara and they were doing the stuff and I would listen to them do it. And it's two of my best friends. They're talking about things that I love. They're talking about movies, they're talking about TV, they're talking about all this stuff. So I wanted to be a part of it because of course, like my friends are doing it. This sounds cool and fun. Like I want to try it out and see if I'm any good. And just talk to my friends about shit. Like I thought it was cool. So I hit up Travis and I said, hey, why don't you let me come on an episode of Creation Conversation? And he goes, no, I'm like, (laughs) why not and he goes um i'm legitimately trying to make this something uh me mara and john have all gone to school for this kind of stuff like we're not just doing this as a side hobby like we want it to be legitimate um and you have your day job and everything so blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and i was like well fuck you um (laughs) you guys are just like like you have a halloween episode coming up you guys talk about horror movies I know more about horror movies than every single one of you can buy. Like, let me come on and do that. Like, I can add some insight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, no, he just kept blowing me off and telling me no. So, I was running a Facebook page, which I still run, but at the time it was called Matt and Eric's Wrestling Review. Uh, another friend of mine who was big into wrestling, we'd see each other at parties, we'd end up talking wrestling and everything, and we're like, oh, we'll start a uh, Facebook page and kind of cover wrestling. So, well, that was going on. I figured there's a shit ton of wrestling podcasts. Creation World doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. I know Travis doesn't have anyone because, like, John wasn't watching wrestling regularly at that point. I'm like, he doesn't have anyone that he can do a wrestling podcast with. He can't cover that, and I know I can fill that gap. So I yeah. went to Travis, and I told him, hey, why don't you let me do this? And he said, two conditions. One, you have to name the show Smackin' Raw. No problem. And two, he doesn't want to have to be on every week. He wants to come on whenever he feels like it. I need a, my own co-host because he's already doing a bunch of other shows. He didn't want to be involved. Okay. So I went to Eric and I got Eric and Eric agreed. That lasted about a year and then Eric got tired of, he said it felt like work. And he didn't want wrestling to feel like work. So uh, he bowed out. But, you know, that's basically how it started was I just harassed Travis until he gave me a podcast. I feel like a lot of your friendship from what I've seen with Travis, especially in the podcast, is you harassing him about something and him either caving to do it or him just not doing it ever. Uh, Yeah, for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of money that got left on the table with uh, wrestling-inspired dildos, Pogs on Pogs, uh, One Fall, the wrestling dating app. But, you know, if he doesn't want to be a billionaire, that's on him. <laughs> I remember you talking about the wrestling dating app on the 200th episode one fall one fall yeah one fall yeah i actually thought it was a clever idea i did too i have a lot of clever ideas like pornhub that was all me that's true 
Pornhub was your idea, and you're the now you're the number one wrestling podcast. Podcast. Pornhub. See, Travis says he has all these connects and all these people to make things happen, and then nothing happens. So, and then I asked him, he's like, "Oh no, I don't really." <laughs> he had a guy that could do an algorithm to blah 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 for the dating app. Didn't happen. He had a dildo guy. Apparently, didn't really have a dildo guy. So, just <laughs> that just sounds like an uncle who's just like, "Oh, I got a guy for that." Yeah, exactly. But, like, do you actually have a guy for that? He gave me a name and everything, but dildos never got made. Now, I, I've... <laughs> I don't even know if I should be... <laughs> what about these wrestling-related dildos? I'm, I'm very so curious about it, those. All it really was was dildos inspired by wrestling terms or wrestlers. So, like, okay. you'd have, like, the Monster Among Men, which would be a really big one. Or, like, uh... The WMD, which would be shaped in the size of Big Show's fist, like stuff like that, like um, the Big Red Machine, you know, a lot of novelty oversized dildos based on wrestlers and wrestlers' terms. Like, okay, you get like the American Badass, be like an American flag, okay, color dildo, like different shit like that. Okay, I remember you telling like you've. I've heard you say the wrestling dildos thing before, but I never, like, asked and was, like, inquiring about it. I don't know what episode it was on, but there was a whole episode where we just talked wrestling. Not for the whole episode, but there is an episode where wrestling-inspired dildos is part of the show. Oh, and that was when it was just me and Travis after Eric left. Oh, so it was, like, early on. Uh, kind of. So, like I said, Eric made it like a year year and a half and then i think travis and i did because we're on four years now so i think travis and i did a little over a year maybe a year and a half just the two of us um and then the collaboration started and i got vince and we've been running with vince when he shows up ever since yeah when he shows up and you and reek yeah i'm basically part of smacking it raw at this point honorary member honorary member I'll take it. That's fine. <laughs> so, four years. Over 200 episodes, we'll say. Probably when this comes out, 215. Well, uh, yeah, maybe. 214, 215. 214, 215. Um, so, that's a lot of episodes. Do you have any favorite episodes that you've done? Off the top uh, of your most head. Recent, most recently, episode 210. With you, me, Charlie... And Kyle from Apron Bone. The Clusterfuck episode. The Clusterfuck episode. Um, that is one of my favorites. Uh, the 200th episode as well. One of my favorites. That was just a big party. <laughs> that was great. Um, that was also their It kind of changes because, especially after doing it for four years, like you go back and you listen to what you were doing four years ago and you're like, oh, I thought this was great and this was shit. Yep. And now I listen to myself four years later and I feel like what I'm doing now is great. And if I'm still doing this in four years, I'll be like, God, that was terrible. Why was I doing that? <laughs> like, um, really any, anything that I did collaboration wise. So like I've worked with those wrestling girls, Travis and I did that show. That was really fun. We had a great talk. Mm -hmm. Um, I, as you said, I've worked with you and reek a lot. Uh, TC, another one of my favorite episodes was when I wasn't even on, it was when I was on my honeymoon. Uh, it was, Vince, TC, and Travis. Uh, Vince and TC filled in for me with Travis. Uh, Travis was really drunk singing uh, theme songs to old TV shows. Uh, 
that's where the beef between Travis and TC started when yes. TC slandered Bret Hart. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was a really good one. Um, yeah, working with the Deadass Girls, working with Jizzy is always fun and ridiculous, and we have a blast. Mm -hmm. um, I've got to do some other really cool shit. Like I've got to work with uh, Frank Mandolini from Last Minute Wrestling, uh, who's over in Italy. I got to work with Fowl Original, and he actually when his album dropped i was the first stop on his album release tour where he was going around promoting it so that was really cool and i stayed up and talked to him even after the show was over for like hours just picking his brain and discussing stuff about podcasting and all that which i learned a lot and that was really cool um yeah so those i mean everything with kyle from apron bump is hilarious uh kenny as well me and kenny always have a blast giving each other shit mm -hmm. Yeah, so any real, like, collaboration episode is always my favorite, but the ones that I can remember specifically that I can point out would be episode 200, which is our anniversary show, 210, because that was just ridiculous, and then I don't know the number, but if you go back and look, it's Travis, TC, and Vince. Okay. So, like you said, you weren't there for that episode because you're on your honeymoon. How many episodes Correct. have you not been a part of for Smackin' It Raw? Out of 213 episodes, I wouldn't say I've missed more than 10. Wow. Yeah. Um, I know, I think the episode, which was back in 2017, uh, when I was on my honeymoon. Um, wait, was it my honeymoon episode? Yeah, it had to have been my honeymoon episode. Why does that feel like... That was doesn't seem right. Like <laughs> now, you're like questioning everything. Well, yeah, because no, we got married. Maybe no. I'm sorry. I, I I am wrong. So I was not on my honeymoon when that happened. Because when I was on my honeymoon was when Travis and Eric did a show without me, and they said that the inmates were running the asylum, and that's uh, when I got the nickname the okay. warden when I came back because that's what happened. Um, I was on vacation. Um when TC and Vince did that show with Travis um, and I don't if I go on vacation with the wife I don't podcast and that would have been I believe 2019 2020 so okay. it would have been within the last year or two that they did that um, maybe it was we went to Knoxville but it might have been Knoxville regardless irregardless um that is a very fun episode uh but yeah no i unless i've been on vacation which we only go once a year and now that we have the kid as i say yeah we'll you missed an episode because the birth of your daughter yeah yeah almost well i mean i did but i almost didn't like probably could have done it the wife was passed out i got to watch smackdown <laughs> but uh yeah no i i wouldn't say more than 10 have i missed that's crazy I mean, travis made me take some time off yeah so like he forces me to sometimes, but having a break every once in a while is good. If if you do it consistently enough, and it's basically you running it, having a break every once in a while is needed. Yeah, I guess. I mean, so I critique everything I do, mm -hmm. podcast wise. So not only do I do the show, yep. but then a day or two later I listen back to it, and I listen to all the things I say, all of the names I fuck up. Yep. As you'll hear in the last episode, <laughs> names I fuck up and words I stutter on. Um, stuff like that, and I try to learn from that and get better for the next episode. I look at what I said that made my 
co-host laugh and how that worked out and try and center my humor and the things that I do around that to make it a more fun and engaging show for everyone. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot of critiquing, so it's not just doing a show every week, but it's also listening back to that show and critiquing it and then mm-hmm. preparing the entire next week for the show. We're now covering five fucking shows. It's a lot. So. Sorry, you never have to worry about dark elevation or dark. I got you. I will never worry about anything on YouTube or on Peacock only. Unless NXT goes to Peacock only, because I do love me some NXT. That That's true. Especially new NXT. We kind of yeah. we, we fucks with new NXT. We'll I said, see. I said kind of. It's only been one episode. I still prefer my fans behind cages. But that's I, just me. I know you prefer your fans behind cages. It's where they belong. I know. I know. So with these four years and these 200 episodes and the astronomical amount of collaborations you've done, um, unexpected moments tend to happen. Like, for example, the Clusterfuck episode where Drunk, Mara, and Travis showed up. Mm-hmm. Are there any moments like that you can think of that left an impact on the episode or just, like, with you in general? So normally the shit that's unexpected with the episode outside of regular technical glitches where, like, you'll freeze and I'll think that, the like, I'll have to kind of stop the show or whatever, yeah. uh, or Travis is froze and I start worrying about it and then he comes back and it's like, oh, I'll just pick up where we left off. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's happened where like one of us just dropped connection. We've stopped the show and then just tried to pick it up right where we left off, restarted recording, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. most of the unexpected shit happens after the episodes come out. Like uh, Kenny's episode randomly getting kicked off Pornhub for not meeting Pornhub's uh, requirements or really? violating their stat. Yeah, like that episode with Kenny from Kenny for Your Thoughts got removed from Pornhub. It was one one of only like two or three episodes that got removed from Pornhub, weirdly, um, for violating their uh, terms of service or some shit like that. We still don't know what exactly it violated or what we could have done on Pornhub that was not worthy of being on Pornhub, seeing as we all stayed clothed and nobody was fucking, which also would not get you kicked off Pornhub, but like... Yeah, we have no idea why, but that got removed, so that was weird. Um, we got random content strikes. Um, Interesting. Just from the short little songs I play while Travis looks for Panda Gifts when he's on. Oh, yeah. That would make um, sense, though. So when that comes out, like, when that first happened, that was kind of like, oh, but... Uh, yeah, other than that, no, nothing really sticks in my mind as, oh, shit, that was crazy. Like, I'm pretty good with taking what comes at me and trying to make it into something beautiful so that's true there's not much you can throw at me unless like you get crazy like racist or homophobic or like misogynistic or something and like i've just got to kick you out of the show which has not happened yet thank Thank god um there's not really much you can throw my way that i can't handle was there ever something anyone said that was just so like off the wall and then it just resulted in, like, everyone laughing or everyone just being like, yo, what the fuck? Huh. Not on a recorded episode, I don't think. I mean, the most off-the-wall shit that gets said either comes out of my mouth or Jizzy's mouth when she's on the show. Very I feel true. like we are the two most flagrant people with that. <laughs> I mean, obviously, 
there's Vince and his Seamus stand blasphemy greatest mass rest yeah blasphemy greatest mass wrestler of all time shit but like that's nothing crazy so i feel like the most crazy shit either is coming out of my mouth or if jizzy's on but again she hasn't thrown anything at me where i just had to like stop myself and be like whoa 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 like (laughs) so okay i'm always just curious because i I mean stc TC has to move the show on when I'm on his show because I'll say the ridiculous shit. Yep. I'm the one that he's got to move on. <laughs> and that just means you're 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 very quick witted. You're very quick on your feet. Thank you. You're welcome. That's something I've noticed working with you these past ten months. It's very entertaining. I try. Got to keep the brain going. Yeah. And you can, I always like it when someone can make me laugh. I also just laugh too easily. But anytime I do a show with you, I'm cracking up and I'm trying to like hold it back. Like you were saying some, I don't remember what you were saying this past episode. I think you're, no, you're describing SmackDown. Oh, you mean the triple threat match or the handicap match? <laughs> yeah, the, the handicap match. And then yeah. Everything you were saying like after that, I was almost in tears. I was laughing so hard, and I don't know why. So that that is one thing that I mean, even uh, Jizzy, uh, I believe, did an episode with us, and she said uh, not not too long ago, and she's like, that was one of the more entertaining rundowns that she has heard of. Because uh, I tell it like when I have people on who I'm not sure if they've actually watched my show. Yeah. Um, I, I have to give them a heads up is what we do because I've had a couple instances where. You're like, yeah, we'll come on your show. And then I'm like, hey, are you spitting or swallowing? And they kind of look at me like I've got two heads. And it's like, this is what we do. This is our show. Like, apparently you didn't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try and break everything down and tell everyone ahead of time, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to run down the show. It's going to be a little biased. Well, and then uh, I'll ask you what you spit and what you swallowed. If you swallowed it, it means you like it. If you spit it, it means you didn't. And if you're unsure, you can say you gargled undecidedly. My favorite thing about our show since I've been doing that is the people that have taken this opportunity to just get as weird and graphic with it as possible where you'll get like oh i i i'd swallow it and then i'd gag it back up and then i'd swallow it again or i'd spit it into someone else's mouth and then (laughs) let them spit it back in my mouth and i'd swallow it like just the weird shit that people like snowballing just fun weird ways people come up to say that they want to swallow or people like TC originally who refused to say he was going to swallow, so he would just take a sip of his drink. Oh, okay. To signify that he swallowed. he He's loosened up a little bit. I, I've broken him down. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and I, get, I, I hate, like, constantly referring to this episode, but Kyle, anytime he would spit or swallow, he would just describe... I can't remember everything, anything he said off the top of my head, but... The way he would just describe it instead of just being like, oh, I'll spit it, I'll swallow. He was just like, mm-hmm. no, like, I won't look and I'll just do that. Yeah. Shit like that. Well, no, please, please keep talking about this episode so anyone who hears this is like, that 210th episode sounds like something I need to go here and we can get those views up. So, yeah, keep plugging as much as you want. Oh, okay. I'll do my best. <laughs> and, I mean, speaking of that, at the first time I was on... I, I knew you guys did, like, the spit swallow, because, like, I, I already followed you on Twitter and everything, obviously, because you slid my DMs. You're like, hey, do you want to 
be on my show? Do you want to make your Pornhub debut? And I was you know, like, it's yeah. always weird. It's because you were new to Smack Raw. I was. At the time. And I wanted to get more women on the show. And mm-hmm. you were one of the people that I was somewhat familiar with from your work on Smack Raw. And I think I even did an episode of Smack Raw with you at that point. But going to, like, I guessed, I think, on an episode with you. But so. going to a stranger, let alone a woman, mind you, as a married man. Yep. Um, which I always have to be very cautious about to make sure I'm not giving off the wrong impression. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to do that and be like, hey, would you like to come on Pornhub with me? <laughs> because you have to tell someone that they're on Pornhub. You yes. can't just be like, do you want to come do my show and not tell them they're going to be on Pornhub? That is vital information that people need to know before they make that decision because if you put someone on Pornhub without their knowledge and consent, that is not a good thing to do. True. So you always have to lead with, by the way, this is on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it can be awkward. It's yeah. hard to do. So. And like I said, that was like my first guest appearance. And I think I was only doing Smack Draw, oh god, maybe like two months at that point? Yeah. I was very new as a child. Vince was still over there too, I think. Yeah. He had not come on board yet, so. Damn. It feels like so long ago at this point now. Well, Vince, who is now my co-host, he popped my podcast collaboration cherry, essentially. Like, Mm -hmm. he hit me up. So, first off, there was Smacked Raw, and there was Smackin' Raw. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, as I always like to say, is Smackin' Raw is your Kellogg's name brand cereal. Mm -hmm. And Smacked Raw is your Great Value uh, Cocoa Roos (laughs) bargain brand cereal version of us. Or... As I put it to Kyle when he did our show the last time, uh, we're AEW, and he's the watered-down WWE PG version of us, uh, which he did not like. Um, So I had seen that there was another show named somewhat similar to ours, and Mm -hmm. I looked and saw that they were not around as long as us. So I noted that as, oh, they want to be us. They, they tried to steal our name. Our name wasn't available, so they just made a knockoff. They were close. Us. Vince saw us, thought the same thing, but didn't look to see how many episodes we had or how long we had been doing it. But then, I guess he looked and saw that my profile said I was from Chicago and blah, 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 blah. And he's from Chicago. She's like, all right, you know, this guy seems kind of cool. Let me, let me hit him up and see if he wants to do the show. So I did an episode of NXT with Vince and RN. And they were cool as shit. And it was through that that I got to meet TC because I did, I believe, an episode um, with TC. We did some UWOs that I was involved in where I got to work with Benji. And then when Travis needed some time off, I needed to tap into the vast network of friends that I had made through podcasting and get some people to come fill in. And everyone was more than willing to. And that's when I really got into doing a lot of the collaborations like it Mm. wasn't that long ago that most of these collaborations have kind of grown and happened and been a thing um but yeah no vince was my first never forget your first never forget your first true very true yeah (laughs) so besides podcasting we're gonna move Uh we're gonna move away from it now just gonna get some normal 
her questions. So, and like I said before, you're very big into horror movies. In case Mostly rom-coms, but horror movies are art. <laughs> Whatever. Look at your look at your wall. Look at your tattoo of. Uh, are you trying to tell me Halloween's not a rom-com? It's not a rom-com. It's a hundred percent rom-com. How's it? How's Halloween a rom-com? It's unrequited love, and the comedy part is the fact they're brother and sister, and she doesn't Stop. realize it. Stop. Kind of like Star Wars. Stop it. Same. Stop it. So, what else do you like to do in the little bit of free slash spare time you have? Most of my free slash spare time I spend with the wife and the kid, especially now. Um, mm -hmm. We, me and the wife, like going to conventions before, you know, COVID hit and ruined our world. Um, yep. There was horror movie conventions. We go to uh, C2E2, which is kind of like the Chicago-specific version of Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been to Wizard World Comic-Con here in Chicago together. Um, we love TV and movies, so... Um, we have a slew of TV shows that we both either watch together or watch separately and then talk to each other about. Like, she'll tell me about Outlander, even though I don't watch Outlander. And I do my best, and I'm terrible at it, to not make fun of it. Um, because I can be an asshole. I try not to. Um, but, yeah, that, I tinker with Legos uh, when I get the chance to uh, in free time. It's been a while. Okay. Um, especially now with the kid. I'm afraid she's going to like take them and eat them, but that's, that's I do. True. That's something I got into more recently was uh, Legos within the last couple years. Um, just okay. randomly had a friend who was doing them. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of cool, and I looked some shit up. And I really like Harry Potter, which is a result of my wife, because I never watched it before I met her, really. like I had seen some shit, but I wasn't into it. She was a big Harry Potter fan, so she got me into that. And I saw some really cool Harry Potter, Harry Potter Lego sets and Star Wars sets, and then I started building those, and it became a thing. She was doing it too, so that was something that we'd kind of do together. We'd both go get a set, build one, watch a movie, puzzles, stuff like that. Okay, it's like married married people shit. Yeah. Okay, I'm about it. So you uh, you mentioned Harry Potter. So yes. You, what was your knowledge of Harry Potter before you like met her? And she um, So for me I had a cousin who was very into Harry Potter Who was younger okay. uh, She's a few years younger than My sister's four years younger than me I think she's a year or two younger than my sister So she's about five or six years younger than me okay. So I always looked at it Especially at the time it came out I think I was in high school mm -hmm. It's like shit for little kids mm -hmm. Like That's what it was It was like weird wizardy shit for little kids Like I never really got into it But like I said, my wife was really into it. So when I found out she was really into it, um, she had all the movies and everything like that. And she had sat down and done like a marathon of Friday the 13th with me um, because she knew I was big into horror. Mm -hmm. So we were, I think, I don't remember what it was, but something happened and we started watching Harry Potter movies because I knew it was her thing. And I watched all of them from beginning to end. Uh, Order of the Phoenix is still my favorite uh, book because I also read the books thanks to her because she had all the books and mm -hmm. I normally don't read uh, not really my thing but I read them um, you know she really got me into it so okay I just like hearing that other people like Harry Potter so I'm a big Harry we got Potter to go fan. to I was gonna say we got to go to Florida and visit the Wizarding World which was cool we got That's wands cool. and shit 
she I was just trying to get like a cool looking wand. She wanted me to get one that interacted with shit, and I was too cool to do it. <laughs> so, like I'm not waving a wand at a fucking window and making it move, but she was all excited. Got to have some butter beer, some other shit. So it, we had fun. I've never been to Universal to the Wizarding World. Go on all these fucking vacations. Go to fucking Disney. I know. I I yeah. I've literally never been to Disney, and I want to. Well, I can't. Cause next year I'm going back to Vegas, so that's gonna be a lot of money. <laughs> that's Fourth of July I weekend. Like, I feel like there's somebody that you should take to Florida and do the whole Wizarding World experience with that I think you guys would both have a really fun time and you guys could both use that vacation okay we'll see we know a guy you and I both know a guy we do know a guy yeah yeah from Vegas yeah that's all that's all Oh, did I make this awkward for you? My bad. No, it's fine. I was just trying to think of a transition, but that's fine. <laughs> so. Trans- well, here, transition to what? Maybe I can help you. Well, my next question was, I asked this, like, they're the same questions I asked Reek, and I'm going to ask everyone else. Okay. Is, if you could have, um, so do you remember, like, the table for three thing on the network? Yes. This yes, would be, like, a table for four. So you could have a dinner and a conversation with any three wrestlers, dead or alive. Who would they be and why? Okay. So here's how we do that transition. Um, speaking of that guy, I recently did a podcast episode with him where I asked him this question, and then you asked me the question. That, that's how you go about it. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to do the transition? Oh, no, we're good. Um, <laughs> so four people that wrestling dead or alive that I could sit down well it'd be you um, and three other people oh me and three other people yeah. so all time favorite wrestler The Undertaker um, I would love to sit down and talk to him about his career stuff like that see my problem is I've had an opportunity to actually sit down and do this with a wrestler and I completely marked out and just asked like the most generic dumb wrestling fan questions like oh what's your favorite match it's that and i don't ever want to do that again it's part of the reason why i don't do interviews on our show is because mm-hmm. i know i'm going to get sucked into like the awe of how oh, i'm talking to someone that i really respect and you know love their work and this and that and i'm yeah. going to be a dumb fan and say dumb fan shit but uh bray wyatt um absolutely would love to sit down and talk to him um page I think would be a really fun, interesting okay. interview. And she is one of the first actual female wrestlers that I enjoyed her wrestling work. Okay. Um, and so Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, and Paige. So yeah, it'd be those three. I, I sense a theme with your wrestlers. A little, no little, little, little bit on the spooky side. I mean, I didn't say boogeyman. Okay. But like... The, the darker, the, not even darker themed, but like more like the gothic or type side. Yeah, no, that's, as a horror movie fan, I, I lean towards those characters. Those are some of my favorites. That's why I really liked Malachi Black when he showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really digging what Alexa Bliss has been doing with Lily um, because mm-hmm. those 
Kane uh, before he became a mayor and took his mask off. <laughs> they resonate with me more, especially Undertaker and Kane, kind of where that love came in for me because they resemble a lot of two of my favorite horror movie characters, which are Michael Myers and Jason, which slashers are my favorite. Mm -hmm. So, And I just found out today from you and Reek that Undertaker got his, like, the sit-up from Michael Myers. Yeah, you found that out from Reek. I just co-signed. Well, whatever. You were you were a part of the conversation. <laughs> Which I got to do the all the horror movie so far, the horror movie episodes of Habit Hour with you. Yep. Which has been fun. Uh especially because you had not seen the majority of the Halloween movies and had no idea what the fuck we were talking about, but then went and rewatched them and then you're like, Oh, that makes so much more sense now. Yeah. And I binged so. Friday the thirteenth. You did? To do that two-part, four-hour episode. That was ridiculous. I, by the, at the end, we all were just like, let's fucking... Let's and that's go. one thing, like, if I wasn't wrestling podcasting, that's what I would be doing. Actually, that's what I was originally supposed to be doing, is horror movie YouTube videos. There are actually a couple videos on YouTube uh, with another friend of mine who was trying to do something similar to what Travis created, uh, mm. but straight, just, just YouTube where I was doing, originally it was called Slasher 101, and it was me covering, breaking down, and getting in-depth with specific horror movie series and blah, 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 blah. Um, so there are, I think, one or two episodes of that that came out, but it was a long drive for me to get out there, and shit just didn't work out the way. Uh, this is so much easier doing it via Zoom. Um, so, But if I wasn't doing wrestling podcasting, I'd be doing horror podcasting. Okay. And you do... Or you dabbled in writing. Yeah, wouldn't say I dabbled in writing. I write stuff down. I do not consider myself a writer. I'm more of a, even with the podcast, I have ideas. Okay. I'm not very good with taking those ideas on paper and building a story around them. Okay. I come up with ideas. I can type out ideas, dialogue, setting, all that stuff. That's not me. But I can come up with great ideas and give them to somebody who's good at dialogue and scenery and then help fashion a fantastic story. I feel like you need to because it just seeing a like Matt Ritter creation come to life would be very interesting. Well, we can talk to Travis about one fall and see if we can make that happen. <laughs> I still think it needs to happen. I should be rich and retired right now, and he's fucking up. That's fucked up, Travis. He'd rather play D&D. And not do a podcast on it like he said he was going to. Well, eventually. One day. It'll Maybe. We, we eventually got our Patreon out and the website up and all that. It, it did happen one day, so eventually it'll be a <laughs> D&D podcast. Four years later, we'll see the D&D okay. &D podcast. You'll get at least one episode. I, I can promise that. One episode? Okay. At least one. Good to know. I don't know anything about D&D, &D, so... Do you? Not really, no. I mean, I like that whole aspect of fantasy stuff. Like, I really enjoyed the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. I like RPGs. Um, but as far as D&D &D goes, outside of what I've learned doing it with Travis, I didn't know a lot about it. I had a cousin who was really into it. Like, they actually had, like, a pool table where him and his dad 
and their friends would like actually do campaigns and shit. Oh wow! Um, it, at that point, I was like ten or eleven, and it seemed really nerdy to me. <laughs> even then, so I never got into it. But it seems like fun. Uh, Travis actually took us through a tutorial uh, with a guy who does it, um, and because it's us, we're gonna make it on brand with what we do. So it's gonna be a lot of me like shoving my hand up people's asses and things that <laughs> I say and do. So. Well, when it ever, if it ever comes out, when it comes out, yeah. I'll watch it or listen. I think we, we actually tripped the guy out because he's like, we had gotten to a point in the story and he goes, all right, so you found this person. What do you want to do? And I'm like, can I give him a cavity search? Like, I want to make sure he doesn't have anything on him. He goes, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have anything on him. Like, I feel like I should give him a cavity <laughs> search just in case. Like, you never know what's in his prison pocket. He could be hiding anything up there. It might be valuable. And it, that was about the point where we cut the show off. Um, I also had John yeet me um, at a villain at one point. It's like, just just toss me. Just toss me at him. Yeet. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> God. <laughs> Sorry, it's, I'm just... I'm visualizing everything you're saying as Jesus. <laughs> okay. And I plan on doing it all on the Rack's voice, so that should also be... Oh, no. You want to talk about the Rack? We can talk about the Rack. Do you want to talk about the Rack? We can. This is your show. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's talk about... Explain to the people who <clears throat> don't know who and or what the Rack is. All right, so there's an episode of our podcast that is out called HKW, the greatest uh, wrestling company you've never heard of or something like that. The rise and fall of HKW, the greatest wrestling company you've never heard of. HKW was a wrestling, backyard wrestling company that me, Travis, and my buddy Phil and Herbie and some of our friends in the town that I grew up in, uh, in the south suburbs of Chicago, used to put on on my trampoline in my backyard. And we all had all these characters that we created and I decided that I was going to mock The Rock because it was Travis's favorite character by creating a character called The Rack, uh, who would do the people's low blow and um, the Rack Bottom um, and Mr. Racco. So he was kind of like a mock character mix of the Rock and Sock connection, but he would always lose by DQ because he's always hitting you in the dick, so he never won a match. Yeah. Um, he didn't really have the voice or anything at that point. It's just... The, Travis was a big rock fan, so I wanted like my Gilbert for Travis to <laughs> mock his favorite character. That's what I wanted to do. So that character existed, and then we were doing the podcast, and my friend Phil, uh, who used to backyard wrestle with us, came on one episode. I think it was a pay-per-view recap that we were doing. We did those back in the day. And I thought it would be fun to randomly bring this character out um, so I created a whole thing for him. I put glasses on and I did a, um, as Reek put it, a Dusty Rhodes with a lot of sugar in the tank <laughs> uh, impersonation. Um, That's a good way to put it. And it got a laugh, but also made everyone feel really weird and awkward. And I enjoyed the shit out of that. So I would continue to randomly do it. I even did weird little skits where like I'd pretend like I wasn't the rack yep and like he would knock me out and come take my place on the show oh my and he God. would talk shit about me so like hold on. 
Oh my god, are you... Stop. Yes! So you get something along the lines of, <laughs> finally the rack has come back to the Smack and Raw podcast. I do not know why that idiot Matt Ritter does not have me on more often. If he wants views on Pornhub, you need the rack on your show, baby. Listen, I am the greatest thing to ever happen. Matt Ritter is an idiot. This podcast is failing because of him. If he wants views, if he wants fame, he needs the rack on the show, baby. How are you, Katie? Oh, my God. I'm great. This is great. That is good. That is good. I don't know if you see. Now, everyone says it's great to have the rack on until the rack is on their show. And then all of a sudden, things get awkward and they don't want the rack around anymore. That's kind of how this happens. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the rack. Um, so basically... <laughs> I would say that the rack is a gender fluid trisexual. Yes. Uh, because they'll try anything once. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. And I just kind of use it to make people like get them out of their comfort zone and fuck with them and kind of make them crack on air. So that was a thing. And then I was worried that maybe the character might come off offensive. So I kind of stop doing it because I didn't want while I was having fun with it I didn't want people to think that I was making fun of them yeah. or to take it as you know me insulting people in the LBGQ LBGTQ community because LGBT. we do support them Q yeah yeah community I didn't want them to think I was making fun of them or mocking them or making a mockery of that. So I kind of killed that character off because I felt like at one point it may have gotten to a point to where people may be offended by it. So that's why you don't see the rack on our show much at all. Definitely not in the ridiculous capacity at which he was at one point. But if you go back and you watch our entire library, you'll find some really awkward gems of the rack in there. So the, uh, the rack made a cameo on the 200th episode. He did. He did. He had to stop by and say hi. That was my first taste of the rack, I think. Yeah. So. Always. Always a good time. Even just that little cameo just made my night. Well, he, he, he can be fun. And if I can find a way to use him to where he doesn't come off as offensive or uh, in a mocking way, I try to. But, yeah. again, when you get into characters, sometimes... You're not realizing what's going on until everything's said and done. Now, I personally don't think I've said anything offensive or wrong, but like I said, I don't want it to come off that way or people to think that, you know, I'm doing something offensive on purpose. So. Yeah. And with you doing this so long and you have so much experience doing this, do you have any advice for anyone who would be either getting into podcasting or just anything in general it doesn't have to be podcast related just any advice with anything like for me this isn't my day job i don't make money doing this uh travis makes all the money and tells us he doesn't make any and then keeps it all for himself <laughs> um if it's something you enjoy doing do it for the love of it that's why i keep doing the show it isn't because i think we're gonna get famous or i'm gonna make money doing this or this is gonna be my career I love meeting people. I love talking to people. I love talking to people about something I love. I love creating entertainment for people. And I love the fact that people actually listen to my show and enjoy what I do. Mm -hmm. And the only way you are going to get people to enjoy what you are putting out is if you truly enjoy what you are doing. So 
don't try in podcasting don't try and copy someone else because you think what they're doing is successful um or don't try to you know change what you enjoy doing to fit anyone else's construct of what they think you should be doing do what you have fun doing and if you have fun doing it people are going to have fun listening to it the do it for the love of it is something similar to what reek said too. yeah because i told him to say it <laughs> you guys were no i didn't i was gonna say you before this you said you didn't even have time to listen to it yet so <laughs> and the scenes stuff. this is the I'm point of this let people behind the scenes a little bit no i've been really busy and i haven't got to but i do plan on it That's um it is fair. in my queue You've, um, you listen to normally, a lot of podcasts. I do. Um, I try to support everyone that supports us. And that's another thing that I want to uh, impart on people is um, support the people that support you. Uh, that is one of the things that I've done that have kind of helped us grow is the Get Yo podcast, Young Kings Wrestling, She Leaks Showcase, Smacked Raw, uh, Kenny For Your Thoughts, Apron Bomb, uh, Last Minute Wrestling Podcast. The Angle Radio. All of these podcasts that we've worked with um, have been collaborations from people who have supported us, listened to our show, told me that they enjoy what we do, mm-hmm. and I make sure that I spread that love. Something I've most recently started doing um, to show a little love back is when I put out an episode, um, I wait a couple days to see who liked and retweeted it, and then I give them all a shout out, thanking them for supporting us. Mm-hmm. to get their names out there so that the people that are following me, if they haven't, can go check them out, check out their shows, maybe give them a follow, help grow their following a little bit. So, uh, support those that support you. And fuck everyone else. I agree. Wholeheartedly agree with that statement. <clears throat> so, you're in your early 30s. Right? Barely. Early 30s. Uh, you have a wife, you have a kid, you've yes. told me many stories from your youth about things you have done, but... You and Vince and Reek, yeah. A, a few, a few of us know some stories yeah. about you. Story time. Story time with Matt Ritter, baby? <laughs> yeah, except when it's story time with Matt Ritter, it's actually story time. <laughs> it's actually story time. But if you could write an autobiography, what would be the title and why would you choose that title? Mm, that is a very good question. Now I really wish I had listened to your episode with Rick so I could have <laughs> thought about that beforehand. Um, I guess... As weird as it sounds, because I'm sure a lot of people are listening to this and they're expecting something dirty or ridiculous, because that's kind of my brain and what I do. Uh, it would be advice that I've given to a lot of people that I've talked to throughout my life and online. Um, is the name of the podcast would be "Push Through Its" or not the podcast? The autobiography would be "Push Through It's Gonna Get Better." Um, okay. We all go through ups and downs. We all struggle. Um, part of me telling you guys all these stories uh, about my youth and my past and everything that we've been through was 
A, because looking back on some of the stuff, it's funny and we get a good laugh and everything like that. But it also helps me reflect on the fact that where I am now at 34 years old is probably the best place I've ever been. I've had a lot of experiences and a lot of adventures, some good, some bad. Looking back on them, at the time I thought they were bad. They ended mm-hmm. up being good. Um, I've been rejected. I've been hurt, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't give up. I pushed through and eventually things got better. Mm-hmm. So now I'm here. Yeah. Look where you are now. And you have that's that's kind of why I said you're kind of like my big brother in the beginning because I can go to you for advice. I mean, you have seen me at my lows too too many times, and you are always there to just kind of like give me advice and tell me stories to kind of relate it, being like, well, you're not alone. I went through something similar like this. Yeah. Which I appreciate. It's very important, which is something that you've talked about on your show, for people to realize, whether it's someone that you may know personally in your family or a friend that you've met online, that when you are going through something, when you are struggling, there are people out there that you can find and talk to to help you kind of if not just get it off your chest maybe try to see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. um mental health is very important um and it is something that um without getting into too much detail because it's not my story to tell um something that i've been working with and dealing with over the last few years to kind of understand better um because i personally at least didn't know when it was happening uh felt like i had never really gone through any mental health issues like i realize now that there are times where i'm dealing with anxiety and stuff and it just never registered to me as that's what it was um and becoming more familiar with what anxiety and depression and things are i've learned more about it Mm -hmm. so um and i've had friends um one friend who suffered from severe depression committed suicide Mm -hmm. um so i've seen that happen i've gone through that i've lost people in my life um quite a few actually not from suicide and depression but just in general yeah so it's very important for me to make sure that if someone is in need of someone to talk to or to vent to or if i can help in any way shape or form um that i am available to my friends so that they have someone Mm -hmm. and well a thank you for opening up about that when you didn't have to and uh b that's uh, something reek and i talked about with his interview and something i have talked about on my show i'm going to continue to talk about if you're watching the video version of this the national suicide prevention lifeline and the crisis sex line are there I always have them on, I'm always going to have them on screen now, just because I think it is important to have and to be, or more so to just say, you can talk to somebody, whether it's, hell, you can talk to me. I'm here to listen. People listen to me all the time. Matt, being one of them. (laughs) That's why he's here. Um, Like, Reek, Justin, these friends I've made. I can talk to them. I can, if 
I ever needed to, I could use one of these lifelines, basically. And I think, especially recently, with um, things kind of going on, especially in the wrestling community, it's important to talk to someone, talk to whoever, be able to express yourself, and get the help if you need it. I agree with that. And also, reach out. Like, don't... I feel like a lot of people are going to listen to this and hear this and be like, yeah, okay, well, you have friends, so you have people to reach out to. I don't feel like I have anyone. I don't want to talk to a stranger, blah, 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 or these people don't want to hear my problems. Mm -hmm. They're, you know... Reach out, because if you keep it to yourself and you let it build up and you never take that chance, you'll never know if someone will be willing to listen to talk to you anything like that and it's not going to help you to just keep it into yourself it never hurts to reach out and try and find someone to talk to to help you through these problems yeah um communication is very very important in all of your relationships friendships uh marriages dating so on and so forth uh very very important it is one of the reasons why i'm still married um is because we have great communication uh, my wife and I, so. Yeah, and I kind of talked about it. I don't know if I actually like talked about it on the podcast. I might have. I feel like it's been a while already. That I was not doing too hot mentally for a minute, and I just let everything build up. But then it took a breakdown for me to finally be like, all right, I gotta like talk to somebody, and that's when I reached out. And then you reached out to me after the fact too. Well, after you told everyone that you were okay and you had a breakdown, I was like, oh, hey, just making sure everything's okay, because normally I'd hear about it and I didn't hear about it, so. Yeah, it's it's more so, like you said, the I don't want to bother people with my problems thing, but that's something I'm working on, not something. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's perfect. No. I mean, you look at me and you think I am. (laughs) So on a onto a lighter note, not you specifically, the people watching at home. Yeah, I've seen you enough. <laughs> onto a lighter note, which I feel like I want to have like a mental health conversation every time I do this now because it's two in a row and it's very good to have. Um, yeah. with smacking it raw, or just anything else in general what are some of your future plans for the show or anything else you're doing in the future i want to collaborate with more podcasts i'd like to kind of spread we've created a great little community of podcasts that i love working with um but i worry that people are going to get too used to or tired of hearing us talk to the same people every week so i want to kind of spread our wings and bring in not necessarily more people into our tiny little community but work with more people and then once I find out if they're cool (laughs) uh, and they don't suck then maybe bring them in Uh, but no I I definitely want to work with more podcasts uh, kind of see what else is out there who else is out there what they're doing Yeah. Um, because it doesn't matter if I've worked with someone who's been podcasting for 10 months or 2 years every person that I work with 
they have their own way of podcasting. They have their own style. They have their own thing. And you learn a little bit from everybody. What works for them, what didn't work for them, what they like, what they don't like, blah, blah, blah. So for me, it's mostly, even though Vince wants to be monogamous, it's branching out and meeting more people and kind of learning as I go. I'd love to get merch sold and make money from doing this and blah, blah, blah. But again, I do this for fun. So yeah. if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Um, if it does, that'd be fucking awesome. Um, so, but more more than... I want to spread the love around for a podcast that may not get the exposure that we've been lucky to get yeah. from the collaborations and things we've done and the people that we make connections with. But... Um, to do that for them as well but also to work with other people who have a bigger platform to kind of bring everyone that we work with up because yeah. you know if one of us goes and works with someone and then we're all working together the more views that come in mm-hmm. they get spread around so yeah no yeah i agree and you'll be doing so this is coming out in october i'm not sure when in october that's happening but the nightmare on elm street series that's something else we'll be doing. I'm not going to be on that episode, so I don't know logistics. Uh, as far as I know, it's me, TC, and Reek. Yes. Uh, I know TC really wanted to be on that. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be similar to our Halloween and Friday 13th episodes. I want to listen back to the Halloween episode and actually sit down and listen to Friday 13th now that the audio finally came out, <laughs> Reek. Uh, because I'm not so... You like podcasting and watching people on YouTube. Yes. That's how you listen to your podcast. You like visuals. You like to see the people. I like to listen to podcasts when I'm driving. Yeah. Um, so I'm an audio listener. You're a video listener. Mm-hmm. So I never got to go back and listen to the two-part Friday 13th episode because I didn't want to sit down in front of YouTube and watch us do it. Um, I wanted to listen to it while I was driving around. So now I have that opportunity. So now I can listen back and again kind of critique and talk to Reek and see okay I really like this from this episode I like this from this episode let's kind of combine it and make it something Yeah. I recently just watched the Halloween one back because I was basically a bystander and just watched you and him go at it I, I gave input on one part and it was about um oh god which movie was it Four? Five. Fuck, which one was it? I think it was four. I don't know. With uh, her boyfriend named Michael in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be... Is that four or five? Five. 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 Yeah, because that's Tina. Tina's boyfriend. Tina! It's all you hear for 20 minutes is just Tina. But that was the only input I had in that episode, basically. Everything else, I was just going to sit back and listen, because at the time, I didn't see anything. So, we had to take a break, because <laughs> I uh, am drinking a giant cup of water and a Pepsi at the same time, and uh, really had to pee. So, funny story. Um, if you guys are watching the video, you'll kind of see this. When me and my wife got married, uh, John, who I've known since I was three, who was my best man, gave a speech at our wedding. And one of the things he talked about is how long he has known me and how well he has known me. And he knows me so well 
that uh, he knows my pee pee dance, as he put it. So he knows when I have to pee, apparently I start dancing and moving around a little bit uh, as I'm trying to find a polite way to tell someone, all right, I got to cut this conversation short so I can go to the bathroom. Yeah. And if you watch this video, you will see me kind of bouncing around and moving around in my chair. Um, yeah. So that is my chair pee pee dance. <laughs> now you all know about it. It, this is this is why I do this. The little the little inside information. <laughs> oh, that's okay. This is towards the very very end, so it's okay. We were we were talking about Halloween four. We were talking about Halloween four. The boyfriend Michael in the car. Yes. Tina's boyfriend. And or I'm sorry, five. Halloween five. Halloween five. Yes. Tina, her boyfriend Michael, but not Michael Myers. In the car. And that was my only contribution to that Halloween podcast because you asked me a question because everything else I was kind of just sitting back listening to you and Rake. I felt bad. Like, I want to get you involved. <laughs> so, you did that kind of on our first episode, too, uh, when you first guest starred. Okay. Uh, if you listen back, you kind of sat back and you popped in every now and then, but mm -hmm. you more so waited to get engaged. And that's something that you've improved on a lot is input and not waiting to be asked questions and because again I had my wife on before you yeah and I've had you know other guests on so I kind of get into a groove yeah. um, but most of the people were familiar with me and knew me so they know that they can just interrupt me and cut me off yeah I didn't think about the fact that somebody who's never worked with me before and hadn't been podcasting for a long time might be a little nervous about just getting in there yeah so we talked a lot and you just kind of sat there for most of it until i was like oh shit so katie <laughs> how'd you feel about that yeah and now here you are doing interviews hosting your own show yeah you have come a very long way in 10 months thank you yeah Wow. It's weird. It's weird to think about. Like, I've only been doing this for a year and, like, two months. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Every time I say that, I just think of the Paul Rudd gif of, look at us. Who would have thought? Because I say that's my one friend all the time. <laughs> so, so mad. Yeah. I have asked you... A plethora of questions. Do you have any questions for me? Podcast relating, personal, whatever you want to know. Any questions for you? Yes. With the Sheely Showcase, now yes. being your primary brand I suppose it's your your main podcast you and Savannah mm -hmm. doing that you have these side projects yeah um going forward what are your goals uh, is Sheely Showcase going to be the brand under which all of these other podcasts exist do you plan on expanding outside of wrestling or just kind of sticking with wrestling and wrestling podcast what uh what do you plan on doing going forward okay with this so Sheely Showcase is the brand. 
Yeah. It also just happens to be the weekly show Savannah and I do. Um, because when we were trying to think of a name, we liked that. It was catchy. It, it fit us. And when we decided to leave, more so when I decided to leave and she was sticking with me, um, I was like, well, I want to keep Sheely Showcase. Because that's something you and you and I created together. It works for us. People know us by this. We'll keep it. And she was really adamant on doing a New Japan show, even though you don't think it's real. <laughs> no, you're just gonna make a face. I thought you were gonna say something. Did Did you want me to elaborate on the fact that New Japan is like Santa's Village? New Japan is a real thing, Matt. Yeah, that's what you guys keep saying. <laughs> Sad Yoshi is a person, I'm telling you. Okay. I mean, I saw him on AEW. Yeah, he's he's a real person. <laughs> it's all of these other people, like Evil, that you guys talk about. Or Hiroshima Tamagotchi, like... <laughs> Titi Suernado, like... All of these other people you guys keep making up. Weird Very. names, by the way. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> They're fucking real. It's a real promotion that I don't watch, but Savannah loves. So that's something she's always wanted to do. And Who's your favorite female wrestler from NJPW? They don't have... Like, in New Japan, it's... New Japan Pro Wrestling is men, and then there's women promotion in like there's a women's promotion in Japan I just don't know the name of it off the top of my head Stardom Stardom yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Stardom's real I know that but I don't I don't believe that a wrestling promotion could exist that is just men Crazy. let alone be popular with the women's boom in wrestling so again Santa's Village neither here nor there but that's something Savannah's always wanted to do. That's something her and I talked about before I brought her on SmackDraw. And interviewing is something I wanted to do, so that's when I thought of this idea, which I'm starting to really much love and do. And then I wanted to do a collab show because, like you said, you are you do a lot of collaborations, and at this point, so have I, because I'm either on your show or I'm on Young Kings, and I'm always with you guys. So I like, I liked the idea of kind of us all just like hanging out on a show, like the super show we did. That was that, that was something. That was something. Uh, or that like, was <laughs> mostly me and Reek just giving you shit for bringing us on a show and not having a plan. Mm -hmm. But good content. Your daughter made a cameo. She did. Very entertaining. She did not want to sleep that night. Nope. <laughs> no, she did not. But that's okay. Um, but going forward, I want, like, Sheely to just be the brand. I personally would like to uh, branch out of wrestling, because, yes, this is something I love and I've loved since, a kid, I loved, since I was a kid. Um, but there's other stuff I'm interested in. Like, I kind of briefly touched about it, touched on about it with Reek and with you, Harry Potter is something I've been a huge fan of. I have a Harry Potter tattoo on the back of my neck. In college, I was the president of a Harry Potter club. 
I don't want to talk about it. That's for a different. That's for a different. I mean, you already talked about it. You already mentioned it. Like you put it out there. It. To be fair, but it was a uh, service club that just happened to be Harry Potter oriented. So. A service club. Yeah. So there's like there's clubs uh, in college where it's like, um. Like one I was a part of was like the university program board where they brought in the concerts and the comedians and speakers. That was more like of a social type club and kind of a service club. But for the, uh, the Harry Potter club, I was at one point president of, which I, whatever. Um, we would do like clothing drives. We would go down to the soup kitchen downtown in Pittsburgh, stuff like that. So you did community service. Yeah. In a Harry Potter themed club. Did you all dress up as Harry Potter characters no. when you went to go do community service? That is a big miss, and I am very disappointed. Well, I'm sorry. You all needed to have your wands and Hogwarts robes on. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> as you went out and picked up trash and fed the homeless, could have waved waved the wand around the pot of stew. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but besides my love of Harry Potter. Um, I'm also, like, a big movie person. Uh, I like, I have a minor in creative writing that, which I feel like I've talked about before, and you're the second person. Reek was like, oh, like, I didn't know that. Like, that's the face you make. And I thought I've said that before, but I guess I haven't. I, I, I don't remember you saying you had a minor in creative writing. Yeah. Um, I vaguely remember you mentioning that you courses or you were into creative writing i don't remember the minor part yeah uh graduated uh after five years i graduated the bachelor's of science in social work and a creative writing minor hmm. yeah and i'm podcasting <laughs> i don't really need that degree it's fine i'll find a way to use it eventually maybe I actually was at one point was contemplating going to get my master's in journalism, but that's a lot of money that I do not have to go do. And that's more loans I would have to take out and have to pay back eventually. So we're not going to do that. I could just do this. You could can, can probably do it in New Jersey. I hear it's really cheap to live there. <laughs> I don't want to go to New Jersey. I'm so fine in I. Pittsburgh. What? I'm fine in Pittsburgh. Thank you. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I do eventually want to branch out and do other things podcast relating. Um, I'm also like really big into music, which I, I feel like people know, but maybe don't know. If I'm wearing a tank top, you can usually see my tattoo right here, which is music related. And then I have one on my wrist. I want a music related sleeve once I like come up with the ideas, uh, based off music that has like kind of inspired me, like an old school microphone for... Uh, like Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, old school music like that. I have ideas. I just need to, like, sketch them and then find an artist that, like, I trust and I want to do my whole sleeve. So I'm a, I'm really big into music, so maybe something on music I'll eventually do. But I do eventually want to branch out. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any other questions for me? I mean, do you want to talk about Sunday Fun Day or? That's not a thing. So. Oh, okay. So. No, then. 
Um, we, I mean, there's nothing to talk about for Sunday Fun Day, so I don't know. Okay. Much like Santa's Village in New Japan, it's, Sunday Fun Day didn't happen. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, that's all I got. No, <laughs> no you wanted you wanted to talk about Sunday Fun Day. I hear reports from one person that Sunday Funday happened. I hear reports from another person that didn't. I'm just, I don't know. Well, I can say that uh, Sunday Funday did not happen. And again, you said I could ask you questions. You could ask me questions. If you didn't want to talk about it, you just say fuck off. So <coughs> just tell me fuck off. That yeah, works fuck too. off. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> um, but if you have nothing else you want to ask me... Or I can let you think about it for a second. What do you feel like over this last year, as we've talked about with podcasting and a lot of things in your life, a lot's happened. Mm -hmm. Um, What is either the moment you're most proud of or what do you think was the uh, most courageous thing you've done in the last year or so? Thing you're most proud of took took the most to do because like you said you went from having a creative writing degree in social work to having no podcasting experience and jumping into a podcast and doing this with no experience whatsoever uh there's other stuff that's happened recently that you know you i mean with uh pride month and everything that we had you on for that yeah all of that stuff so of all the stuff that's kind of happened in your life over the last year, what's the thing you're probably most proud to do? Um, I mean, an easy answer could be coming out. Like, it's, so the thing with coming out was, um, for those who don't know, I am bisexual. Um, surprise if you didn't know that. And my thirst of Sonya Deville should have been a key indicator of that, but that's okay. Maybe I wasn't uh, as aggressive with the <laughs> or maybe I was too subtle. Who knows? But a lot of people in my life knew or had inclinations. Like, you and Reek. And ironically enough, Kevin knew. Um, yeah. As weird as, that, as weird as that is. And, like, people in my personal life knew. But I ended up going down to Pride Month. Or the, like, the Pride Parade. In the beginning of Pride Month. And... A lot of my friends are gay. Like, my best friend of 20 years, who is basically my little brother, is gay. Um, so, I I was going to be supported by people regardless. And, actually, I dealt with, like, no backlash, which is kind of fucking weird. Because I expected something. Because there's always that one person in your life who's just like, I don't know. little little sketchy. But, thankfully, I'm one of the lucky ones and I never had to deal with any backlash like that. So I could I could say coming out, but I feel like that's too easy. Cause it actually was like an easy thing. I made a le- I literally just made a post on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I was just like, surprise, I'm bi. Ta-da! Here's me from Pride. <laughs> Here you go. Um. Sheely showcase. I'm definitely proud of. Uh, I'm very proud of everything I've been able to do with this. Starting from, starting from Smack Raw and 
being thrown onto three shows and then it got cut down to two at one point doing six shows a week before I got my wisdom teeth taken out because I didn't want to leave anyone hanging and I was only gone for a week and I could have been gone you have a hard time telling people no I do have a hard time telling people no yeah that's the thing I'm getting better at it though I will say that yeah like Sunday Funday you absolutely said no because Sunday Funday didn't happen I'm talking about it didn't happen Exactly. It, didn't ha- it didn't happen, so I don't know why you keep bringing it up. This fictional thing. I don't know. I'm like, just saying, that's one of the things you got better at was saying, no, we're not going to talk about that. Because it didn't happen. But, there were instances instances on SmackDraw where you were there. The, uh, the infamous podcast where everything went wrong and I was stuck by myself. Do you remember this? No, I know what you're talking about. Just so from where I was sitting when this happened, where you lost your co-host and then you had to finish the show by yourself. Yeah. And the producer was sick and not answering his phone to come and get you out of it. So you just stayed on the stream for hours. Like I told you, just hang up. I know. Like it was a, it was a very simple solution in that case was, you just end the call. I know I know that now. At the time, it that was when I was still really new. And mm-hmm. I was just like, what the fuck do I do in this situation? I shouldn't just listen to you in the first place. That was actually like my first interaction with you was through that. Yeah, one of the first ones. Because then you... That's where you learned yeah. that Matt gives good advice and I should listen to him. Yeah, because I think you, you messaged me afterwards. You're just like you did fine, it's okay, and, like, uh, that's basically where the advice started with you. I was telling you to hang up. You should have listened to me and hang up. Well, that, and that, and then you messaging me afterwards, telling me yeah. it was fine, and I did everything. Well, you were freaking out. I was, and I have a tendency to do that, because I'm an overthinker, um, and I don't like expressing my emotions on a podcast, even though I know it's okay, and I, I, for some reason, I choose not to, um, like, the most recent one we did, when we were talking about everything with the, uh, Planar from Hell, I was, uh, close to tearing up, and I stopped myself, and I kind of, like, took a few breaths, and I was like, I'm gonna breathe this one out, but come the Sheely Showcase, uh, no holds barred, I'm gonna be a mess, talking about it because it's something that hits close to home but not in that way if that makes sense yeah so that's something I'm going to be talking about but bringing it back to the original question I am most proud of everything I've been able to do with Sheely Showcase and just podcasting in general because a year ago I definitely don't think I would have been here doing this yeah was a big fucking spider. Oh my god. <laughs> is it gone? Did you kill it? Or what's going on? No, I didn't kill it. I haven't moved. I just, I saw it, and I'm keeping an eye on it to see if it comes my way, and then I will kill it. <laughs> oh my god. Anything else you would like to ask me? No, I think that's it. Okay, that's fair. 
And that's, that's Did Reek have a bunch of questions for you? I, I think he had like one or two. Did he ask you about Sunday Fun Day? Uh, no, because it didn't fucking happen. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. So, before we go, Matt, tell the people where they can find you and your podcast and, you know, all the... You gotta pitch yourself here. You can find me at Matt Riddler, that M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R, on Twitter only. Also, you guys can find us at Smackin' Raw Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I run the Twitter. Vince runs the Instagram. That is Smackin' Raw Pod. Uh, Creation World is the umbrella under which the Smackin' Raw Podcast exists. Uh, so you can find us at creationworld.com, uh, Facebook slash Creation World, The Creation World on Twitter and Instagram. That's T-H-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-A World. Um also, we have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash groups slash Smackin' Raw. And if you're a fan of the DC Universe and all the fun stuff over there on the CW, there's a podcast for that, too, that I am very ever rarely allowed to be on. And that is Super Flash Year of Tomorrow, which is also at facebook.com slash Super Flash Year or facebook.com slash groups slash Super Flash Year of Tomorrow. And everywhere you find the stuff that's in my link tree at Matt Ritter, you can find that other podcast as well. Yeah. And uh, for Sheely Showcase, all things like that, uh, the link tree is in my bio, my Twitter, at KatieRasmus13. We don't have an Instagram yet because we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, but I have the link tree, like I said, in my bio. That takes you to Anchor and the audio, our YouTube channel. Feel free to follow like subscribe all that stuff and then our twitch twitch.tv slash she showcase all one word follow us over there too um thursdays at 9 p.m eastern standard time we will be live every thursday unless something happens usually nothing's happening so right now we're competing with dark side of the ring <laughs> every week but like i'm not going to change the time because it works best for savannah and myself so I usually just catch Dark Side of the Ring the next night. <laughs> Actually, the next day, because that, I put it on YouTube. I was going to say, that'll end soon, and then everyone that's watching Dark Side of the Ring will come over and watch you guys. By the way, it is criminal that you only have, like, 300 followers on Twitter. You guys all need to go follow her immediately. Yeah, I I haven't had this Twitter long, actually. I think I've only had it for, like, two years. Still, with everything you've done with Young Kings and me and with Smack Raw... And all the times you've plugged yourself, and now that She Lead is out on its own, uh, so that is where you will find all of the info for the She Lead Showcase. Should you be on Twitter and want to be updated as to when, where, how, and what is going on, uh, you definitely need to go follow them and get those numbers up. Five thousand of you are following me for no fucking reason. Go follow Katie. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to Justin, uh, our guy at Heel Tactics. Um, Underscore underscore i have his uh information in the bio of the youtube video and actually in the audio version now that i figured out how to transfer everything um he's created the music for this intro the sheely showcase savannah show and the collab show that will be coming out sometime in october i haven't decided when yet uh we appreciate everything he's done matt is the one who introduced me to him and he's made fantastic music for Matt and for Getcho. That's our dude. Go support him. He's good people. We love Justin. 
look like you wanted to say something. No, I agree 100%. Justin is fucking awesome, and he deserves all of your business. So if you are doing a podcast, you want a custom intro song, you have an idea what you want to sound like, go hit up at Heel Tactics underscore or at JLan on the beat uh, everywhere else, and he will uh, he will hook you up with something really fucking cool. So, good dude. Very good dude. Very nice. Very nice guy. Almost too nice to be friends with me. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like your polar opposites. I don't know how I feel about it. But you brought him into the our, your little circle, as you were talking about before. We all love him. Um, him and his... Oh, how did Justin say it on the last episode you guys did? His half-brother? Yeah. Um, uh, his, his black twin. Yes. Uh, Justin from Getcho uh, will be the next episode of Inside the Mind of. So stay tuned for that. I can't wait to do that, actually. It's going to be a great time. But for Mr. Matt Ritter himself... I am Katie Kinsey, baby, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.